Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Tom Brady walked onto the field a little bit before 1 o'clock on Monday, ending his 11-day hiatus. And I'm not sure that his feet bent the grass. He may have hovered the entire day. It was like, whoa! Everybody was there to see it. Big contention of media. Um, And I must say, Steve Ersnick, I've watched a lot of Tom Brady practices, and he's pretty impressive to begin with, right? I mean, 45 years old, zinging it around, good zip on the football always, right? Even, uh, especially for a guy his age. This may have been, in the three years he was here, the best I've ever seen him throw a football. And and think about what I just said now. In three years that he's been at the Bucs, watching his workout, I basically kind of semi-charted every throw, or at least made a note of it. And I think there might have been two balls that hit the ground and they were both drops. Everything else he threw was right on the money. Even the players after practice, I'm told, uh, were talking about just uh, how, how, how on fire he was today, uh, or on Monday, I guess. And I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, Brady has this sort of rise-to-the-moment mentality, okay? You know, bigger the game, bigger the moment. As practices go, he knew that all eyes would be on him. I'm not saying that's why he, he played so well. Mm-hmm. M- might have just been because he had a fresh arm. Who knows? But for those of you who, who think that, oh, he missed all these practices, there was about four that he would have actually participated in. And he got, he probably got 85% of the reps. I mean, it was like they were preparing to play Dallas, you know, this Sunday. I mean, they treated it sort of, you know, starters got most of the reps, et cetera. Uh, Kyle Trask took virtually none, and it it was it was really really impressive. Um, so, for those of of you who you know we're all you know Brady has opened himself up to some scrutiny that if he goes into the Dallas game and say has a bad game, or for that matter gets off to a bad start in the season, people are going to go, mm, yeah, you know, there you go. Uh, you know, you can't take eleven days off in the middle of training camp. But based on what I saw today, that's out the window. That that is not a factor. So you're you're saying it's not recency bias of you've watched <laughs> ten, eleven days of Blaine Gabbert and Kyle you know, Trask. Yeah, I said, you know what? I take it all back. <laughs> Those guys are awful. <laughs> the, the the ball was on the ground the whole time. So maybe I'm just seeing what you know what what everybody else sees, which is. When Tom Brady leaves, you have no quarterback. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I mean, and we were talking before the podcast, and as you, you pointed out, Tom Brady took 10, 11 days off for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. It's been the talk of the NFL, definitely the talk of this team and market. Mm-hmm. Was there any doubt he was going to come out and be on fire? I mean, if you know Tom, you know the, yeah. the he still has the six quarterbacks drafted ahead of him that he can name mm, you. Yeah, the chip. Go, yeah. You know, he still has that MFR that they're going to stay mm-hmm. with instead of signing me. I mean, sure. you know, it's always a, there's always a chip on his shoulder. It's mm-hmm. always 
you know, conversations or whatever that, you know, that. So everyone's criticizing. You took 11 days off in the middle of training. You can't do that. Da, da, da. Was there any doubt he was going to be on fire today? And, and I'm not taking anything away. I, I think it's part of the greatness of Tom Brady that when he's dedicated to something, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's funny to me because, you know, I'm watching, and, and, and of course everybody was, but I'm, I'm watching with a discerning eye trying to see, you know, body language. He looks, by the way, he looks thinner to me than he's ever been. I don't know what that's all about. You just Maybe go on 11-day cleanse or something? <laughs> well, yeah, well, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, hey, we, we might want to check for the psychedelic stuff. Um, but uh, he's always he's always looked thinner than you realize when you get close to him. Um, but I, I, I guess... I guess what I what what you realize when you see him perform, when you see him play quarterback, okay, is a couple things. All of a sudden, that offensive line that was horrendous, you know, the other night at Tennessee, all of a sudden they look they look okay, they look all right, not a problem. You know why? Because that ball is coming out two point five, two point four, yeah. like. You're not holding four it. second blocks. No, no, and and let me tell you, it's a it's a it's a obvious palatable difference. Like, you know, if you only got to dig in the trenches for two and a half, maybe three seconds ever, um, and the guy throwing the ball is getting it out and it's on time, and they're making plays and moving it up and down the field, it's just different, man. It, it, it's just. It's so it's so next level how to throw the court, how to play quarterback, and not surprisingly, you can do that when you have the cheat codes that that Tom Brady has, has developed over twenty three years, because when he throws the ball, it's always to the guy who's open, or it's always to the guy who has the one on one, and 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 the ball placement is always away from the defender, and you don't see those contested throws right. You don't see those late throws. You don't see balls batted in the air. You don't see um, pass rushers around their feet and stuff. It, it, it's just a different rhythm. It, it's a whole, um, you know, sec- next level of playing quarterback that, that he brings to even a practice. And this one a game. Not the game I love. Not the game I die for. I know it's important. I know practice is important. I'm sorry I got carried away. Um, <laughs> but... It, it it really is impressive. All I can say is I, you know, it, it it's something that I never saw before Tom Brady got here, and I'm guessing I won't see it after he leaves. That the great ones um, are that for a reason, and 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 he was he was ready, like you said, he was ready to perform, and I'm sure he knew there would be you know, and he's not playing to the camera you know for practice necessarily because we're hundreds of yards away. But it meant something to him. He wanted to show his teammates, hey, yeah, I've been out, but I'm not rusty. Um, I've been working out. And it's what, you know, Cam Brate, we talked to after practice, said that, like, no, not surprising. Typical Tom, you know, picked it right up where he left off. Didn't didn't surprise anybody. Um, Cam Brate, by the way, they had this on SportsCenter. Is that, does he not have the greatest mustache we've seen since, I think, Tom Selleck? It's pretty impressive. It's it's unbelievable. Like, it's the perfect density. Um, it is uh, looks like something he grew in a couple hours. Like, it, it's just 
in, at a time where I know some people are, are wearing mustaches again, and, and believe me, as a as a youth in the uh, late '80s and early '90s, when you know Magnum PI was all the rage, uh, we had we had our our stash days. I must admit, it's it's humble, it's beautiful. Like it's just beautiful. Yeah. Once once he clean it. shaves the rest, does he have yes. a couple days growth or a couple hours? A little bit whatever, five o'clock you know? shadow. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe two days yeah, of five but, o'clock. But it'll shadow. be it'll be spectacular. Yeah. Oh yeah, phenomenal. And I, I don't, I can't imagine in the near future he would get rid of that. If he does, if his wife Brooke doesn't like it, then she needs to check it. But um, I think, I think it's marvelous. But yeah, as you said, pretty much what expected. You know, whenever wherever Tom was, he was working out. He was still getting reps in. And if anyone can, he goes. If anyone can get away with the eleven day break during training camp, it's Tom. You know, because he just came out firing away, and you know, you could see. You you could see the difference. I mean, it's just they were the Buccaneers again. They were they had their swag on again. Um, suddenly, you're not as worried about the offensive line, and people are. And I get that. I was talking to somebody with the Bucks in the front office the other day, and they were a little. <laughs> they were checking me about the story I wrote. I wrote, you know, listen. First of all, it's deadline. Okay, we're in Nashville. Halftime. There's virtually no scoring. They're playing awful, and you got to start writing something because if you wait till the third quarter, it's too late. So obviously, the offensive line became an issue, especially with Luke uh, Gedeke, um, you know, having the the two holding penalties in the sack, and then later, of course, Robert Stinning out with the torn ACL, MCL, and is out for the season. So it, it definitely a theme developed early. To whereas, yuck, these guys can't protect anybody, you know, and maybe Tom Brady should stay the hell out. And that was kind of kind of the story I wrote, and <laughs> somebody took issue with it a little bit, and I was like, "Look, I got a job to do too." Um, but in going back and watching it, they were like, "Well, yeah, you know, Gedeke was, you know, one of the holding calls was a terrible call. The other one, mm, I don't know, is ticky tack." But then the the sack was really on, you know, the the tackle who got beat, and even though it was recorded against. Luke, it was it was not his necessarily, although Trask couldn't step up because Luke got pushed back in into him a little bit. So they, they were kind of making excuses or rationalizations or maybe just watching film, which we don't always do. Uh, and it was kind of a yeah, but. The other thing I, heard, I learned, and I hadn't, I mean, I'd kind of seen this, but I hadn't really done the, the math on it, is that, first of all, you hate, if you're a Bucks fan or if you're the Bucks in themselves, you hate that Robert Stinney suffered that injury. That that's the absolute cruelty of football, right? Like it is um the assassins that wait behind every corner uh in the preseason, in training camp throughout the year. You just you're the old one play away in practice or game. You could suffer a freak injury and that could be the end of your season and or career. And that's what's so hard about this game and so cruel about this game. You never know who's going to get it. And so Stinney goes down, and you're like, oh, yeah, if you're a Bucks fan, you're like, oh, God, we, now let's go, let's review. You know, lost Ryan Jensen, torn something, right? May or may not come back before the year is over, but he's going to miss significant time if he, if he does come back. So you've lost your starting center. You've got Robert Hainsey in there moving from, you know, what he was drafted as uh, a tackle to play guard or center now going to play center. So he's got to take over. No NFL experience, really, in his second year. And then you have 
um, you know, Tristan Wirfs, who suddenly, you know, develops an injury, which is in his day to day, and they think he's going to play against Dallas, but he's not in the lineup. So all these all these things start happening, and you're like, this is, you know, this is exactly what you can't have for a 45 year old quarterback. However, the trained eye, if you re- if you believe in the Bucks and what they do, and how they evaluate things, they're not going to say this publicly, but the reality is. Aaron Stinney probably wasn't going to make this team. And and that's shocking because, you know, he played the three playoff games in the Super Bowl you know, back in 2020. He played well. He's got a lot of experience. But you know what? That, experience, that should have won him the job by now. It should have. And if you go back and look at the snap counts, and sometimes you can learn things uh, from snap counts in preseason games. Stinney played 40 snaps. Far and away, of course, one too many as it turns out, but far and away, the most snaps of any offensive lineman. Let me just say this. If you're in the second preseason game where they're holding all the starters or the ones that are playing are, are out of the game pretty quickly and you're playing the most snaps, yeah, you're probably not high on their plan list. You're probably not a guy that they're saying, let's get him in and get him out of there before he gets hurt. Like they did with Robert Hainsey, who played about 23, 24 snaps. So... There, there's a tell there is all I'm saying that, yeah, you know what? They like Nick Leverett better. They like um, Brandon Walton better. Uh, you know, Brandon Walton's a guy who can play multiple positions. You know, he's played tackle in college. He can be the swing guy or, um, you know, they've got him at left guard some too. So I, I think the guys they were counting on, um, Stinney was one, certainly in the mix, but I don't think he was going to make this football team. And now if they lose anybody else, now, now you've eroded all depth. Because would you like to have the option of keeping an Aaron Stinney perhaps as an extra offensive lineman? You probably would. And, uh, but I don't think, if, if my math is right, if you keep eight offensive linemen or even maybe nine, I'm not sure there was a home for him. So, you know, the sky is falling and, you know, they're the worst offensive line in football and, you know, all those things that Bucks fans were probably saying after that preseason game, after what they watched. But really, it changes first and foremost when Tom Brady gets behind center. But also just, you know, we don't have the evaluation credentials, quite frankly, that they do. And they'd like to name a left guard. I'm here to tell you they've kind of told you that too. As bad as he played, Get it, get a key is going to be the left guard. You know, he, he's going to be their guy. And they drafted him fairly high. Um, he knows the offense now. He had more good snaps than bad the other night, despite, you know, the numbers uh, as far as they're concerned. And we'll see. Um, now, having said all of that, I don't think Tom, I would play Trump, Tom Brady on Saturday. I, I, I don't see what, what, I, what I watched in practice would tell me, yeah, in three weeks, he'll be ready for the Dallas Cowboys. Does he need to go out there and see it at preseason game speed and, and throw a couple of balls or hand it off a few times? We, you know, they, they could do that. They could script it to where he's sort of out of harm's way for the most part. Quick throws, handoffs, you know, give him a little bit of a, of a, a taste of it. I don't think he needs it. I'm here to tell you, I... I don't think, I think he needs it. Is there any use to, if you want Mike Evans to take a couple snaps, 
if you want yeah, you know, some of your to, starters it'd be good to, to have where, that guy throwing to him where, so he didn't throw him into harm's way. That's what I'm saying. It's scripted. It's Tom Brady. It's a series right. or two. And it's, it's more about accurate. everybody else around. It's not Brady needs the snap so much. Yeah. It's more if, if a Mike Evans wants snaps. If, if these guys, you know, your, right. your starters that haven't played yet, if they would like to get in. Or maybe they I don't. Mean, that's I mean, fair. it could be up to them. Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fair. You know, that you have a quarterback who's going to get the ball to you and get it to you right now and deliver it on time in the right place. Yeah. If you want to see them, sure. Myself, personally, Mm -hmm. I just don't value the preseason. To me, it's about the other guys. Mm -hmm. You know, we were going through this the other day. We were trying to, like, what's your projected 53? There's maybe two or three decisions. I mean, out of the whole 53 that are even even debates at this point. And in my mind, they're not. I think I think within a factor of one, I could write down this roster right now. And the biggest thing that I don't know, and they do, is who's winning the special teams battle. In other words, uh, is D. Delaney the best gunner among those guys mm-hmm. that are you know trying to, trying to get in? Um, is Keyshawn Vaughn an asset in kick coverage? to where I would keep him over Giovanni Bernard, who's been hurt and not practiced. And could I go with three running backs instead of four? You know, that sort of thing. Um, so there's a, you know, there's a sliding scale to it, but I just don't think it's that hard to pick a team. You know, I, at the end of the day, and they made more cuts, and there's guys cut themselves when they get hurt, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty convinced, you know, with what they have, um, they have as much talent as anybody in the league, and the key will be trying to get them to the starting line. I think, I think, Chris Godwin's going to be ready. It sounds crazy, you know. I don't know that I'd want my first reception and contact to be, you know, in a regular season game. I, I think there's sort of a, a mental hurdle you need to get to, but you're not going to you're not going to hit him in practice. You could jostle him a little bit. You, I don't think you're going to take him to the ground, but he needs to get that out of the way um, and quick. But I tell you, the way he looks, he had a, a black non-contact jersey on. And for the first time um, since, you know, tearing his ACL what back in December 20th of last year, for the first time he was in on teamwork. He was in with 11 on 11. And, you know, it, it, it just it, – I, I just looked at it and said, yeah, you know what? The way he's cutting and running and catching balls from Tom Brady, um, I think he's going to be able to go. I I, th- I do. I think he's going to be ready, and it's, it's a real credit to him is how hard he's worked. Brady even said it. He says never seen a guy work so hard in the off season to get that knee knee right, and I I think he's going to do it. So pretty cool to be out there. Um, we're going to talk about the Rays here in just a minute as well. But first, you know how hot it today. I know I say this a lot. I, we were, we came back from Nashville. And it was in the 80s, and it was hot. There was no clouds. I got the worst sunburn of the year up there. Um, that's on me. But it, it was ridiculously hot with no breeze. The flags were stiff. And I know that my AC has been chugging along, you know, nonstop. And my electric bill is going through the roof. Yours is too. We got a solution for that. It's called May Electric Solar. It's a family-owned and operated um, business. It's been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. Now, there is a lot of solar companies out there that are, you know, in and out all the time. But May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. 
Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That right there is the May way. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all of its products. They conduct on-the-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who is doing the work. So start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of your life and the life of your appliances through every storm season. May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. All right, the hottest team in the American League is your Tampa Bay Rays. They've won eight out of the last ten, Steve. They are, and they uh, moved into a sole possession of the first wild card with the win tonight over the Angels, 2-1 to one as the Mariners and the Blue Jays were off. So half game up there, still stay eight games back of the Yankees, but you know, you're know you starting to see Randy Rosarina heat up. Mm-hmm. Harold Ramirez keeps hitting. Um, you're hoping Wander Franco comes back soon, although you know he's still not he's not swinging a bat yet. Uh, he remains day to day in his rehab, but you know maybe in, maybe you know maybe by September one you can get him back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the pitching was phenomenal again tonight. You've got Matt Whistler getting ready to go on a rehab assignment. Fire Eisen's throwing bullpen sessions. Tyler Glass now. He's going to throw his second live batting practice Tyler Gla- today. They're going to get Tyler Glass now back. Well, he's Just gonna, stop there for a second. Yeah. His second live batting practice will be today. And then he'll go to Durham for a third one. And then maybe he goes on a rehab assignment at that point. I don't, I'm not saying you can build this guy up long, you know, you know, fast enough to be a starter. But he might give you the first two you know, one, once through the lineup or so. Imagine him being certainly. an opener. Exactly. Exactly. And and you could use him out of the bullpen. I mean, what an arm. If if he comes back even, you know, a fraction of himself, um, and the reports are he's throwing it very hard, mm-hmm. uh, that's a huge getup. Yeah, now not so good news with uh Nick Anderson. Remember that mm. guy? Yeah. Yeah, so he's uh he's throwing now. It's the speed's only ninety one, ninety two, ninety three ish. Yeah, that's tough. Man. So he's been optioned to Durham. He still had options left. So they're going to send him to Durham to try to get that arm back. I mean, he has not been the same since that 2020 season. And, and he I struggled hate. in the playoffs. He had a dead arm and, yeah. and, and struggled. But he had a phenomenal season. Right. And, you know, he just has not been the same since. And, you know, hopefully I, he can get I that arm back the, at some point. Maybe it's next I, year, I, whatever. But. Yeah. Tommy John, things like that are so common. And I don't know. Did he have Tommy John? I can't remember if he did or not. But. It's just when these guys throw for so much and so long and so hard and they're they're throwing maximum, you know, they're like upper 90s guy, right? Like it seems like every team has three or four of these upper 90s guys. The human body can only take so much, man. And he also broke down a little bit. He said that, you know, his mentals weren't all that great uh, towards towards the, uh, you know, prior to the, the mm-hmm. in the playoffs and, and so forth a couple of years ago. But I, I hate that guys, when you start seeing, you know, this guy's a you know upper 90s and then always throwing 91, 92. It's like, yep. oh, man, I don't know that that's coming back. You know, I don't know that you can build that back up. But yeah, he had we'll a partial see. tear of the ulnar collateral ligament. He did not have mm-hmm. a surgery or he did mm-hmm. not have Tommy John. He had a brace put in Okay. Uh, this past off season. 
He might have to just go full Tommy John and get that thing get that thing he fixed. He have to. And uh, Shagwa should be back today. He should be activated today. So more And Fire Rising is throwing too, right? Yeah, he's uh what well, he's done two bullpen sessions or what did I say? Yeah, he threw a second bullpen session uh yesterday on Monday. So Let me ask you about Franco. I'm just mm-hmm. throwing this out here and there's no way this sounds it's gonna sound callous and cold and in every bad adjective you can think of. But and just maybe it's this year. You know, they signed him to that deal and everybody's like, Ooh, that's smart, mm-hmm. you know, lock him up, lock him up before he becomes a megastar. And I'm not disputing the, the kind of player he is and especially his impact, his energy, all of that when he's around. Any chance this guy's a little soft? Well, I mean, he broke a hamate bone in his hand. I know you can't I mean, broken bone, I mean, but the recovery from that you're going to have pain, right? I mean, I don't know. I I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, is he, you know, well, I used to say this about John Gruden. He had a lot of tolerance for everybody else's pain. Um, so I don't know what his pain tolerance is. But you know, starting the season with the hammy, and then having to you know shut that down, and he come back, and well, it wasn't. We've discussed quite... the hammy, and, and granted, I don't know, but one of the impacts of a hundred day plus lockout was teams had no contact with their players. Or what they were doing at all. You have no idea what he did workout wise. Yeah. Maybe when he came back, he told you, but was that really what he did? Right. I mean, it was you know, the Rob Gronkowski ripped the yeah. you know wet well, shirts off. If and anything, I think he overtrained. Mm. If you look at him, uh, it's not like he came in going, "Oh man," you know. I mean, he's thick. He's built. If anything, uh, my guess is, if anything, he did too much work. Yeah, maybe. You know, and I don't know that. This is just me speculating. But it sure seemed like early this year, not just with the Rays, but in baseball, there was a lot of core injuries and those kind of things, not arms, not, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, but they they had a short spring training, but you also worked out for over 100 days with your team, not, you know, they gave you probably a plan before you do this. Right. But did you? Did, you know, did you overtrain? Did you, did you. Did you eat right? Did you sleep? I mean, they, they, they track everything. It's not just your workouts. Right. It's your eating, your sleeping, your, I mean, all this stuff. You had 100-plus yeah. days that your trainers couldn't do anything with your players. He's, I mean, a young he's, guy. Awfully, he's a young guy. He's awfully young. I was going to say, like, he's awfully mm-hmm. young. And one of the things, and I'm not trying to equate everything to football. I mean, I played baseball, so I really don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about football sometimes. But I, I think you have to learn <clears throat> in um, – I know this is true in football, might be true in baseball, that you kind of have to learn you're not going to feel good. Mm-hmm. And I mean really not feel good sometimes, but your team sort of needs you. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not the Wander Franco when, he, when you're perfect, but you know you got to find a way to fight through that stuff. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting was singled out for that um, by Bruce Arians a couple of years ago. Um, you know, as they used to say, Rod Marinelli, the – great defensive line coach used to say to his players to get comfortable being miserable. I, I use that line all the time with my kids. I say, Hey, yeah, I know you're not happy, right? Well, get comfortable being miserable, you know, um, cause you're going to clean up your room and whatever. But I, I kind of, I think there's a little bit of that with a, with a player who's so young, you know, and I'm, I'm sure they're hurt. And you, and you can't, you can't tell somebody how they feel. Um, but I do think, I do think you have to fight through some stuff, 
And I'm not, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he did. Maybe that, you know, they had to shut down the hamstring thing too well, for a while. They were sure trying to fight through. I mean, you know, he was taking some days off, running not so hard. Don't at first, run hard but, at I mean, first. Right. They were but trying to what, fight through it. It's kind of what I mean, though. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, kind of baby in this guy. Listen, who am I to question the great Wander Franco? But I would, be, I would wager to you that just knowing the sport and, and, I would bet you there's some people in that raise organizations that's kind of like, okay, <laughs> let's well, go. I, you know, I, I guess, like, I guess, I mean, okay, so he had the ham ape surgery. Yeah. Of course, all they ever tell the media is it went great. Yeah. Hell, yeah. I love that too, by the way. Yeah. Surgery was a success. Yes. Oh, we've, okay. We've announced, we've successful surgery. They've never had unsuccessful surgery. <laughs> right. We could not put the bones back together. He lost his hand, <laughs> you know. But, you know, how did it really go? Yeah. You know, I mean, those are all. Th- I, I'm not saying he isn't soft. I, I don't know. It's a and terrible it's, thing to say about. It's way too a early to say that. It's the him. worst thing you can say, right? Mm-hmm. Is that? Oh, come on, get on out there. You're not the one. I'm not. I can't feel what he feels. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's terrible to say that. I'm just wondering. Maybe I should have said. I wonder if anybody else is wondering. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you're a little sore, are you? Let's go. <laughs> Let's. Unless a doctor says you're hurting yourself by playing, right? And we need to shut you down. I, 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 I will bet you there's a few people over there just kind of going, when's this dude coming back? Really? You know, when's he going to? Uh, and you may be right. I, I, think, I think you can explain everything this year. It doesn't mean it's, it's not what you're, you're thinking or could well, be. He's young. But he's young. He is young. And, you know, you start looking at what the injuries were and why. Right. I mean, if, if you got a broken bone in your right hand, it's got to heal. It's got to heal. You know, yeah. I don't know if you're soft by sitting out at that point or giving it. Maybe some not. Rest. Yeah, I don't either. I've never had the injury. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a terrible. It's the worst thing you can say about a player. But he's young. Let's just say this: he's young. He's learning how to battle through some injuries. He's going to have more, mm-hmm. and the sooner he can get back to his team and produce, um, the better. Yeah. And you know, if he doesn't feel good, obviously he's not going to be able to be up there and swing it. So he's not going to help them, but I I just hope we see him sooner than later. Because I tell you what, this year of all years, I got more faith in their pitching, and I mean one through twelve or whatever the hell they have in the bullpen, than I think I've ever had, and that's saying something, you know. More than when they had Snell, Morton, and Glass now in the playoffs, and went to the World Series. Yeah. Kind of. And, and I mean, kind, right even, on, on. If they let Blake Snell in, they, maybe they force a game seven? On par. On par with okay. them. Okay. Now, now I will say I'm a little nervous about McClanahan because he's never pitched this many innings, and mm-hmm. I think his, I'm starting to see a little bit of a fatigue factor with him. I think the velocity is a tick down, not quite as sharp sometimes. Um, but, like, especially the bullpen, they have so many options down mm-hmm. there and so many different, you know, lefty, righty, arm angles. And they're all just coming in and throwing up zeros. It's unbelievable, really, how good they've been. And and you know how many close games, how many one-run games that they've won of late? Mm-hmm. How about Jalen uh, Beeks tonight against Shohei? Oh, fantastic. Now, Beeks was roughed up the other day. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he the one that gave up the uh, grand slam to the Yankees, yep. I think? Yep. So, you know, he bounced back in a big way. But they've just been, you know... Really exceptional because this team we know doesn't score. Like Randy Rosarina is their hottest hitter, and and he now leads the team in home runs, Steve, with seventeen. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. 
that's not a lot of home runs in the major leagues anymore. No, but he's also at one of two players that hasn't been on the IL this year for the the Rays. Fielders. No, good for him, if but I mean, a, you, but I'm, you, you know, don't play I mean, that many games. But I'm saying, like, Brendan Lau missed so many games. Right, right, right. Well, that's that's a big part of mm-hmm. it. You have to stay healthy, and Lau was a 39 home run guy. So you have to you have to mm-hmm. be on the field, but just the the I guess it's the total lack of power, mm-hmm. maybe because of injuries and things like that. Zanino, um, it's stunning to me that they have the record they have. They're eleven games over five hundred. It's the highest mark they've been all season. Eleven games over. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, eleven games over, and you've hit your leading home run hitter has seventeen, and he's hit. Oh, by the way, he's hit five in this month. He's having a hell of a month. I mean, unbelievable month. So a third of them are almost have come this month. And he leads you with 17. Crazy. And, and speaking, we were talking about Wander, sport shortstops. Did you see the back-to-back plays Taylor Walls made tonight? I didn't. I haven't seen the highlights yet. Okay. So there's a, uh, uh, who was it, the leadoff hitter, uh, Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Bounces one. Goes over the t- over Jeffrey Springs, who jumped up, tried to catch it or mm-hmm. catch it on the bounce. It went over him. Hits the back of the mound, so mm. then it changes angles. Mm. Hit the downslope of the is it Taylor Walls barehands it is charging, charging. in from shortstop barehands it and makes a perfect throw. Wow! The next batter is Mike Trout. He hits a grounder to the hole. Mm-hmm. Taylor Walls diving to his right, almost catches it. Just skips off the turf in his glove, turns around, throws Trout out. They call him safe, but the replay overturned it. He was out. Back-to-back wow. plays were phenomenal Wow! by Taylor Walls. And he made the third out. It was a routine grounder to him. He made all three outs that inning. But Yeah, he's you know he was known for that. That's why they brought him up, and he kind of mm-hmm. had struggled it with it. Um, I think sometimes you take your frustrations at the plate out to you in the field. Mm-hmm. but Well, I, I think really, we've talked about this, too. I think... You know, you didn't want Wander Franco to go on the IL and you know have the hamate surgery, mm-hmm. but by Taylor Walls being able to play shortstop every day, I think that settled his defense down. He was mm-hmm. moving. I mean, he was struggling at the plate, but he was also moving around different positions every day. Yeah, third, second. Yeah, yeah. And, and and by just being able to concentrate on that mm-hmm. for this month, two months, whatever it's been, it's really settled his defense down. His bat still hasn't turned around the way you'd hope, but. No, he's still batting one seventy six or something like that. Yep. But and shortstop is his position. To mm-hmm. be clear, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he can play those other positions very well. But yep. and he's going to have to. And but you're yeah. hoping that he's got the confidence now, being in the big leagues for a couple months. That once Wander comes back, when he's going to move to a utility role, backing up second, playing some third, mm-hmm. backing up shortstop, that it, he'll be. You hope mentally settled down to where he'll continue to make good plays, not the amount of errors he made early. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, finally, let's wrap it up on this. I thought this was like, because I heard it on Dan Patrick, and 
where I was on, by the way. It's a great interview by me. Let me pick that name up for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. You got that one? Um, uh, by the way, a little notice next time, Pritzy. Um, it's like 9 o'clock, and you're telling me to come on at 1020 on the day. I've got to go see Tom Brady. It was an hour, 20-minute notice. Yeah, That's plenty. Right. Sure. I'll just... And I did. Um, but they, they, they reported on Dan Patrick that there were f- maybe six, four to six offensive linemen that got NIL deals from Hooters. No, 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 Jack no. Jack Harris's favorite restaurant. Let's go to Hooters. I'm looking at a list here of 25, 30 guys. Oof. All offensive linemen, including four from USF. Very nice. Dimitri Harris, Mike Lofton, James Cecil, and Cole Best. Now, okay. what do you suppose? And I'm a spitball. What do you suppose those NIL deals look like? Are they? Is, you think it's cash money, homie? Because I'm, I'm going to tell you what I think it is. Maybe they've got the I Hooters got discount card. Yeah, I, I got one. I think it's the Hooters VIP card. I think, and and mine is fifty percent off. Health. These guys might have eat free for the year. Who knows? Yeah. Right. I mean, they're offensive linemen. But mm-hmm. even if you got fifty off, right? Like. I'm here to tell you, how many wings are these big boys going to chug yeah. down? Yeah. Got the three linemen from Miami as well. Yeah. Had some from Auburn, Georgia Tech, Texas a I love they did the linemen. I love yep. that. Oklahoma and Missouri, so. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, God bless them. If I was going to have an NIL deal, I mean, Hooters is right at the top of the list. I mean, right? really, do you want to sign kickers to eat your wings, or do you want to sign <laughs> offensive linemen? I mean, you know. Well. I mean, the quarterbacks aren't, you know, they're getting the cars and stuff. So <laughs> let's give the offensive linemen. We got to, we're going to keep the big ugliest heavy. You got to eat a lot to be 300 pounds these days. Um, yeah, it's, uh, God did not make a lot of 300 pound men. Hooters has. So let's go ahead and give them those, you know, that should be their marketing wings. slogan. <laughs> That's, it really is. God didn't make a lot of 300 pounders. Hooters did. Um, you know what's you know what's uh, along those lines, uh, dun, dun, lines offensive lines along those lines. The guy who started um, Winghouse, which is really Hooters mm-hmm. with a different colored pair of shorts, Crawford Kerr. Um, it's Crawford Kerr, very good uh, from Dunedin High School and University of Florida. Mm-hmm. I covered him at both places. So Crawford Kerr, uh, not coincidentally, an offensive lineman, right? There you go. See, we he should have been signing NIL deals for guys. I, he, well, he will now because Hooters has. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, you know, got to follow them as closely as you can. But, yeah, so good for them, man. I mean, it, there are certainly worse organizations to be affiliated with. Love Bob Passwaters and the guys that started Hooters that are still in the community. And make sure I get a VIP card because I, you know, deserve one, I think. Rick, do you uh, like Hooters? So Jack Harris, if you if you don't get the bit, so Jack Harris, who you know, wacky Jackie, um, that was on for years, still he's still on, yeah, right? Am oh, I yeah. right? Yeah, five to seven a.m. on uh, WFLA. Jack, go to bed, babe. If you're listening, um, he would come in the studio when we were at DAE all the time, and uh, first of all, we'd kind of go on the show maybe right before we came on at six, and and if there was something going on in sports and in, in, in the Bucks in particular. But Jack, you know, goes so far back in sports um, and in Tampa Bay that he knows everybody. But he was here, you know, the Bandits, the Rowdies, uh, certainly the old Bucks in the seventies and stuff like that. And so he would, he would once a year it seemed, or um, he would get a, a, a have some evening, and again, it'd be like his favorite place 
you know, when he used to do storm games with Derek Sharp, and whenever the game was over, oh, let's go to you want to go get something? Let's go to Hooters. We should go to Hooters. So he used to go to Hooters a lot, and I suspect he had a VIP card. Just saying, uh, he does. Yeah, uh, and so, but he would come in the studio. We're going to have a reunion. It's going to be we got some U.S. We got some bandits in here. We got Eric Trevelyan. Remember him? We got Steve Wagerly of the Rowdies. It's going to be there. We should we should come by. It's going to be great. He'd pull. He'd just pull out some old old names, dude. That uh, he yeah, but he was a nobody loved a reunion like Jack. Oh, talk old times forever and a day. If he got you in the parking lot, I hope you didn't have to be anywhere <laughs> because you you were going to hear a story. Yes, um, and and, so and the next reunion that he was planning, and the next reunion, and he was not gonna, he was not gonna leave until you agreed to go. By the way, um, and so yeah, that was fun. Anyway, the Rays will continue their series against the uh, Anaheim Angels or the California Angels of Anaheim or the Angels, whatever they call them, um, and you get to see two of the best baseball players on the planet, Shohei Tani and. And Mike Trout. You know, so Tony should be, be back in the lineup tomorrow. He pinch hit on Monday mm-hmm. night because he had a stomach bug during his start on on, yeah, on Sunday. So, yeah, he did. We got that stomach bug settled now. Um, I tell you what, I this is a this is a series I would go pay cash money for if I wasn't so darn busy because they got the, this is undeniable to me. The two best players on the planet are in the same club. Is that Angels team? I don't know. You know, they fired Joe Madden. He was a couple games below 500 when they did. Now they're like 17 below 500. Yeah, they're a lot worse. So I don't know how you got better by firing Joe Madden. And in fact, you didn't. But but the, the price of admission to see those two guys, yeah, count me in. I'm there. I'd love to see it. So big win for the race, 2-1 to one, uh, over the Angels. Just one more uh, reminder, May Electric Solar. Support them, please. They're a family-owned business. They're going to save you lots of money. They've been in the area for 12 years. They guarantee their work with a 30-year labor warranty. Get $750 worth of surge protection for your appliances. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts. May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. May Electric at 727-819-2862. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 